bitches happy monday um this is literally like the 1000th time that i've done this today because i can't work technology technology i need technology is so hard i need a producer someone find me a producer to produce kiki bangs preferably the same one that did um keeping up with the kardashians because i'm tired of not being fucking famous okay (laughs) Um, anyway, hello from quarantine. It is my second week from quarantine, and last week I was, um, remote with my friend Mark, but now I am super live with my best friend Andrea. What's up? It me. It her. (laughs) We are several white claws deep, as I'm sure the rest of the country is. (laughs) Multiple. And, um, I'm gonna take a quick pause. I'm going to check and make sure this recording sounds decent. So I'm sure that most of you, if not any of you, would probably know this. I don't know if that's the correct grammar. Um, I'm drunk. Irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Totally irrelevant. Um, We tried to do this probably what? in. It was in December. Was it December? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Right before Christmas. Happy Xmas. <laughs> um, we try to do this and um sorry, I keep like I'm like feeling my white claws. Anyway <laughs> Anyway, we tried to do this like months ago. And um it like the 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 whole podcast was so good, but then I fucked up the entire thing because I just ignored the fact that there was this horrible echo and then I tried to get it like produced out and my producer at the time was like this kid, like what do you think I'm a miracle worker and just like didn't work um but our whole goal of the entire show was to talk about how I ended up how we ended up in Oregon, mm-hmm. because I tell my tables, I tell people all the time, like, oh, like, I lost a bet. Like, I moved here because I lost a bet. And that's, like, been the last three years of my life, and people don't remember it. And so I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast to talk about this. And there was something else I wanted to dedicate it about, but now I'm drunk and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to go with it, and we're going to talk about how we ended up here. Yeah. And it's really about you. About me. This is you, yeah. This part of my life. This okay, but the beginning of this part of life was about you. Like Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to tell you. It's always been about us. We've been friends for forever, going on fifteen years now. Has it really been that long? Yeah, since sixth grade, which was what, two thousand six? Twenty twenty? That's like fourteen years. Yeah. We're like I mean we're family at this point. We had lockers right next to each other in middle school. Because I'll I mean, never forget you asking me, am I wearing too much? Am I wearing too much eyeliner? And I said, I was. And I said, no, girl, you look great. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's when my insecurities started. <laughs> it's all my fault. Um, but no, I guess, yeah, it's, it, 
I mean, we're out here because I applied for vet school and had a really great opportunity, got accepted out here and thought, fuck yeah, let's go. How when else this? can I, when else can I just move my whole life and pursue my dream than right now when I'm, how old was I? 22? 22, I'm yeah. 21, 22. Yeah. But like, how come I don't remember that? I don't remember that conversation. Like, how did I get roped into it? Like, because I had this I, idea of it, but I don't remember. Like, I remember it so vividly. I was sitting at my kitchen counter at home in Ohio, filling out my application for vet school. And I said, I, I, I applied to five schools and I picked one on the West Coast just okay. because. And I said, LOL, I applied to Oregon State. <laughs> what if I get in? And you were like, dude, I totally move with you. Ha ha. And then, so that would be in August, because that's when applications were due. Uh-huh. And then in December, I found out I was accepted in Oregon State. And you were like, dude, let's go. But I still had some other interviews and other things going on. But it turned out, like, I could not pass up the opportunity to move to Oregon where I had wanted to live. For whatever reason, it was stuck in my mind. That's where I wanted to live. That's where I wanted to end up, was in Oregon. And I always tell people, like, I... I thought, and I thought that you thought that you would end up at Ohio State. So I didn't think that this would happen. Yeah, because when when I was applying to vet school, Ohio State is always where I kind of imagined where I would end up. And I think I felt a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a little bit of pressure to end up there. Because we're from Ohio. Like, you don't mm-hmm. you don't just say no to Ohio State. No, it's prestigious. And it's, yeah, it's one of the top ten vet schools. Like, who wouldn't want to go there? Um, I ended up waitlisted and that is to this day, I am so thankful. I wasn't just upright accepted because I think I would have been miserable living in a big city like Columbus. I love it here in Oregon. I love Oregon state and I am so thankful every day that I did not get accepted into Ohio state because this is my place. This is where I belong. This has been fantastic. This has been the most incredible opportunity of my life. Watching you here is really rewarding for me because I feel like I've seen you grow. Well, I couldn't as have done it without you either. Like I could, I moved you out could have. Like you so could have. Okay, like I, I could have, but it would have been so much harder moving out here all by myself. Like at least when I moved out here, I had you. We had each other. As hard as it freaking was when we moved, when we first moved out here, that was so hard. Let's talk about. Let's <laughs> let's talk about. So this moving, was the hardest thing I've ever done. So moving away from your childhood home well, is actually kind of hard. It's hard as fuck, you guys. <laughs> you don't think it's going to be hard, but it is. Like, it's we, the hardest thing I've ever done. We, I cried so much. Dude, me too. But, like, so Andrea and I are both Capricorns. Yes. Um, which means that showing emotion is literally, like, pulling our own teeth out. <laughs> um, I would rather like saw my leg off in a in like a war zone then talk about how I feel um I figured where I was going with that but it was really hard <laughs> it was, it was, it was so hard even though we had each other um we didn't know anybody else we had no jobs we had we no. literally moved out here with no furniture um <laughs> not even know. like a bed the only thing we had was a um Wayne's World DVD, <laughs> which was which was 
is our crowning jewel. And a couple of lawn chairs that my parents bought before they left. And one fan, because when we moved in, it was 115 degrees. I swear to God, my plant was burned. (laughs) Which is not normal Oregon weather. We now know that was like a strange anomaly anomaly we like brought that with us from ohio was that strange yeah oregonians thrive off of a lack of vitamin d and a cloudy (laughs) (laughs) a cloudy mindset cold and wet and rainy it's fucking miserable i hate it here i just want to be clear i don't like oregon but andrea i don't hate oregon i'm very glad that i moved here with you um but yeah, that's not that's not important to the story. What's important <laughs> to the story is that we moved in together. Andrew and I had no bed frames. No, we did um, not. We solely had mattress pads. Not even a mattress, just the, the, the foam topper you put on top. That's that's what we slept upon our first few nights here. And in the great Pacific Northwest. We cried ourselves to sleep, prospectively. But we didn't tell each other that we were upset because we're we're too strong. We're Capricorn. We're Capricorns. We don't talk about that shit. We keep it buried deep. Deep, like I'm talking like deep, deep, deep. like six feet under, like eight to seven to nine feet under. Yeah, so we took our emotions out by going to IKEA and buying bed frames. We spent $550 the first trip, which between the two of us is not bad, not that bad at all. No, we got this couch that Andrea still has. This couch sucks. We did not get this couch from IKEA. Oh, no, we didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. We got this coffee table, though. You gotta upgrade this couch. This couch is not comfy for the ass. I'm really attached to this couch, though. <laughs> See, the other thing about being a Capricorn is that we're sentimental as fuck. So, I love this couch. Even though it sucks, it's hard. It's part of me. This couch sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand where she's coming from. But, yeah. Being in Oregon now, this is, this is where I'm meant to be. And... I think you, being the free spirit that you are, you still have yet to find the place that you're meant to be. But I think Oregon has become a really big part of you and a really important part of you. And has, I think it's helped you become who you're meant to be in more ways than you realize right now. No, I absolutely agree with that statement. I wouldn't be who I am, first of all, without you. And, first, and second of all, without moving myself you're gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. I don't like crying, but I'm gonna cry. Like, I wouldn't be who I am without like moving my entire life to 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 Oregon. Yeah, and, and then, I think from for anybody that's from a small town or from or from a small county, getting out, and I mean really out, not just like to the next state over or to the next county over get out there go somewhere that's totally different than from where you grew up it's so eye-opening and refreshing and so educational and it's just it it builds you as a human and it's so great and fantastic and you learn things that you never even thought you would learn well it, it literally just forces you out of your mindset it forces you out of your habits it forces you out of everything that you thought you knew and then, like, like imagine, like, I don't even know, is there, like, a game where it, like, literally just, like, picks you up? It's Wii. It's the Wii game. And you're, like, dangling. <laughs> you're, like, dangling, like, arm, like oh. arms and legs. And, like, and then it, like, drops you in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you're, like, okay, survive. And you have to survive. And you have to figure out, A, like, what are your thoughts? What are your patterns? What do you need? Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, what can you 
rely on. Which, and we also talked about this earlier, that is also just a part of being in your 20s, in your mid-20s, yeah, finding out who totally. you are and what you're doing, regardless of where you are, mm-hmm. but it's I think hard. making that jump, making that leap and moving somewhere new is never a bad idea. It's never a bad idea. It's expensive. It's hard being away from your family, but mm-hmm. we are so lucky to live in an age where FaceTime and text exist. It's true. It makes it, it really makes it so much easier. It's true. And I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. No, I didn't either. I really didn't either. No. I was more excited than anything. And honestly, it was only that hard for the first month, month and a half. Once you start to meet people and get out there and like once I started school and meeting people that had similar interests as me, it was so much easier. And now like I get homesick every now and then, but it's, I mean, you find your people, you find your family, your, your home away from home. And it makes it so much easier. I agree. And I disagree. I knew you would. You always do. Because (laughs) (laughs) I do. Um, because the deeper I got into it, the harder it was for me. Like the more I wanted to go back to the comfort of my life that I knew and that I could move through without much like discomfort. And so Moving here, I was forced to see parts of myself that were so prevalent in my life, but that I couldn't give enough attention to because I was fucked up every single night. (laughs) Because I was so drunk every night. And then I was here and I like couldn't go out. Like I couldn't drink. I couldn't like do any of the things I'm used to. And then I was forced to sit with my thoughts. And I think that even during this quarantine, I'm realizing, like, there are thoughts that I need to sit with. And I'm not used to that. Yeah. Which, again, I think is a part of graduating college, leaving your college town, being in your mid-20s. I think growing up is just hard. And I think we need to stop pretending that it's not. Oh, growing up is so (laughs) hard. It's so weird, too. Like, there's this thing called growing pains. I don't know if you've heard of it. (laughs) It's fucking real. (laughs) It's so real. Um, And I've done a lot of things that I never thought that I would... That I thought that I would do. Like, I knew that I would do, but I never was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll do them. Which is great. Wouldn't you rather do things you never thought you would do than look back and be like, damn, I wish I would have done that, but I didn't. Totally. Totally. Which is, I'm sure, like, I know this about myself and I know this is probably true for you too. Like, every step of my life gets harder and harder, but it's because it's worth it. Because you come out better and better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're doing great, man. Look at us. (sighs) We're already What a thought. Who here we are. Here we are. Who would have thought? Not me. Not, Not me. me. <laughs> um, and on that note, so last the last time we did this podcast, I asked you two questions. One of which was, "What is something that makes you feel like an Ohioan?" Mm-hmm. And what is something that makes you feel like an Oregonian? Um, something that makes me feel like an Ohioan is. This, like, weird Buckeye pride. I don't know if I answered yes. the same way no, but then, yes. <laughs> but I have this weird pride for the Ohio State Buckeyes that yes. I would just never be able to give up. No. Um, I didn't even go there. I'm not even a 
I'm not even buck. I'm a bobcat. Yeah, which is hard for a lot of people outside of Ohio to understand that even if you didn't go to Ohio State, you are still a Buckeye. You still cheer for the Buckeyes. I'm a Buckeye. I didn't realize that that, that that's like not a thing for like Oregonians. No. If you didn't go to that school, you don't cheer for them. No, that's like not a thing. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, everybody knows. Yeah, I literally have Buckeyes hanging from my rearview mirror in my car. Like, do you have a necklace? Yeah. You do? Yeah, it's. I need a necklace. Somebody send me one. (laughs) (laughs) My um, parents sent it to me from Buckeye Corner. Is that what it's called in Columbus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckeye Corner. I've been there. Buckeye Corner. Send us some Buckeyes. (laughs) Represent. (laughs) I need you to sponsor this. (laughs) So that's definitely, like, I agree. That's something that makes me feel like an Ohioan, too, is having my Buckeyes hanging from from my car. I feel like I wear way more Ohio State gear now than I ever did living in Ohio. Really? Um, yeah, I'm like weirdly proud to be from Ohio. But then when I'm in Ohio, I'm like, Oregon is the best. I love the Pacific Northwest. Okay, so what makes you feel like an Oregonian? The amount of Columbia jackets I own. <laughs> she has like twelve. The sheer amount of Columbia I own is preposterous. Is Columbia from Oregon? Yeah, it's from Bend. I'm pretty sure it's from Bend. It's the only place with sunshine in Oregon. For those of you who don't understand the state, um, like I didn't. Um, having a hydro flask, which is also from Bend. I don't have one of those yet. That definitely makes me feel like an Oregonian. Wearing Birkenstocks with socks when it's raining. Yeah. With my Columbia jacket on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like peak Oregon. It's peak Oregon for sure. Um, I also don't mind the cold and rain. I feel like I just have kind of, that's just kind of my vibe. <laughs> You've always been like that. Yeah. I, as much as I love the sunshine, the cold and rain does not bother me. Um, the ability to just go to the beach literally whenever I want. Like, it's a 45-minute drive to go to the ocean. Do you go to the beach that often? I feel like I have lately. I have gone to the coast several times in the last few weeks, and it's just like, when in our lives have we ever been able to do that? To drive an hour and get to the ocean? Never. And I guess I'd, like... I don't... I forget that. We we have that ability, so I don't To get fresh seafood to like feel the sand and smell the salty air like oh it's just so great and I I unfortunately I don't feel like I take advantage of that enough living here being that close to the beach I feel like you and a lot of Oregonians probably feel the same way yeah I really love it though I love going to the coast especially the Oregon coast is so unlike the east coast it's beautiful it's breathtaking it really is like there's like jagged rocks it's like i could die (laughs) but i probably won't but i probably won't and okay you can't exactly swim in oregon in the ocean and by exactly not you mean not you cannot it's cold you can't swim i have definitely seen people doing it you have to have a wetsuit yeah you have to have a wetsuit but it's so beautiful like Mm. i know so many people that go to the east coast and go to the beach and don't swim in the ocean anyways like i can't fuck with that even when I was in Santa Monica, I wore a sweater and then couldn't get in the ocean and fell asleep face down, ass up in the sand. Like, oh my god, I'm freezing. Um, but I do have to say, though, like, it makes me really happy to see you here because, I don't know, like, it just, it feels, it feels like your spot. It is. And I feel like you're thriving here. And as your oldest and longest and best friend, <laughs> um, that's what I always, like, even if I didn't get everything I 
wanted, like, in the end out of this, like, seeing you get to where you are means, like, way more to me than that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. She's a I, like, never cry. Crying into my white gloss. <laughs> Crying in my white gloss. I definitely, but on, on that same token, you have grown so much and taken so much out of living here, too, that I, I can feel the same way. Even if it's not everything that you wanted from it, it's still so much more than you would have gotten staying in Ohio. Oh, for sure. Like, I had to go through some of the hardest times I've ever gone through. Yeah. And I continue to go through those. Um, but it's just, like, as for me, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Buddhist. Like, I'm a, like... I'm a very, like, different person. So, like, to me, the things that I go through are, in the end, like, what make me who I am. So, like, I've expected my life to be hard. Yeah. And so it probably won't get any easier anytime soon. But at the same time, like, I do get to enjoy it a lot. Yeah. For sure. And that's, like, that's... That's life. That's life life in your mid-twenties sometime it'll some some someday it'll get easier i think oh yeah your 30s are supposed to be great (laughs) (laughs) awesome so five years from now this is gonna be really great let's stick it out um that's when life that's when you have everything figured out i hope so (laughs) i hope so so So, last time we did this podcast and it didn't work out we also talked a lot about the amish because people here don't think the Amish are a real thing. They Aww. think they are a fictional, a fictional folk. Okay, um, Amish are real. They are real. Amish, I had an Amish girl. She was my only neighbor growing up. Um, I lived in a double wide trailer. I literally came from nothing. And my only neighbor was an Amish girl. And she had... A Barbie playhouse, and she had a trampoline, and I don't remember her family. I don't remember her, but I remember going over and, like, jumping on the trampoline in the middle of the woods. Um, and then I remember, like, later in life, I had a high school boyfriend whose, like, best friend was, like, 50% Amish. And then I would, like get so obliterated drunk in in fields with huge massive bonfires where people would literally almost die that's my only memory of Amish people (laughs) which is totally unlike my memory of Amish people I just remember I mean also had neighbors that were Amish growing up, and I just remember them making beautiful woodwork and selling fresh produce and fresh baked goods, and that's really all I remember. Mm. And well, that's like a very accurate memory. Like my twenty first birthday, I spent in Amish country, eating. <laughs> Andrew is laughing. Okay, she turned 21 five days after me. We could have been drinking. I went to B-dubs with my parents for my 21st Our birthday. Our 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was not living. Guernsey County, me. Ohio. Yeah, that B-dubs was like brand spanking new. It was. It was like the crowning jewel of the town. I had a tall. Heineken? No, what was it called? The apple cider. Oh. Not Red's. 
No, Angry, angry Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how I've grown up. Damn. Damn. It's just, like, so weird being, like, where we're from. It is. It is. Let's talk about the year that we lived together, because this is something that we've only talked about one time. Um, we've only talked about one time, and it was the year that we lived together. And honestly, it was the hardest year that I've ever had. It was I, a hard year. It was, a, it was the hardest year she's ever had. Yeah. I mean, it was my first year of vet school, which is always hard, regardless of where you are. But living with your best friend is not easy. Um, no. You think it is, but it's not. But it's not. Definitely not. And we are also very opposite people, and I think that presented its own challenges but we got through it and we're still here we're still which is friends. which is strange because we're both Capricorns and I think yeah. we both go off of like who we are um on this on the stars based on the stars <laughs> and we're very different based on the stars even though we're like no no we're like totally like on the same speed we're not on the same speed no we're very different because I think you put way more uh, thought and feeling into quote unquote the stars and I do Capricorns are naturally skeptical and I think I take that way more oh I'm a skeptic I don't trust anybody I don't believe anyone <laughs> <laughs> I trust and believe you I trust no one um, but I think you know whatever you know the stars the universe whatever sure okay but I think at the end of the day you put your own fate into motion it's not the stars it's not the universe it's you you do it yeah you set your own path you set your own course you make your own decisions yeah i do if you want to if you want to you know read into signs or the stars or the universe or whatever that's great and let that guide you that's great but it's you at the end of the day and that can be a really great thing you got you to where you are that can be fantastic or, or it can be you know not so fantastic, but I think most of the time it's pretty great. But at the same time, like, I think that we all have a, a path set out for us, and I think we're fulfilling our dharmas, which is um, a very Buddhist thought, which is, you know, I'm very open about, like, my Buddhism ways, which I grant organ for, because without it, I would have never really, like, honed in on that. That was, like, the one thing that I had to grasp onto, I think. Um... Which made no sense to literally anybody else except for me. Which is also another thing that, like... No, I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's because you know me literally better than anybody else. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, no shit. Well. <laughs> yeah, I fucking knew that we were eight, bitch. I don't know what the fuck you thought. <laughs> I knew from that eyeliner, day one. <laughs> Some 41 in Buddha, baby. <laughs> um... No, yeah, 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 I don't know. It's weird, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, super weird. It is. Growing up is weird. So, last night, um, shifting gears, like, just a little bit, um, I want to draw attention to the fact that somebody in my life told me that they believed that I had my shit together, and I just, like, I want to reiterate the fact that I don't believe that that's that true. I want to make sure that everybody knows that I don't have my shit together as much as everybody else has their, that doesn't have their shit together. Um, that every single day I'm learning just like everybody else. 
I still text my ex-boyfriends. I want that I want that to be known, okay? I get fucked up more than I'd like to know, okay? I would just like to say that texting your ex-boyfriend does not mean <laughs> you don't have your shit together. It means one part of your life maybe doesn't have all of its shit together. But if you have a job and you're paying your bills and you're a good person, you have your shit together. You have your shit together, for sure. Andrea has her shit together. I have my shit kind of together, like 90% of the time. I wish I could remember what we talked about the first podcast. Um, we ta- I remember asking you if you ever felt homesick. Oh. And you were like, no, not really. <laughs> I take that back. Yes, I do. I feel homesick. Um, Which I believe more than you saying you don't feel homesick. I do feel homesick. Because I think we both do. How can you not, you know? Yeah. How can you not miss the place that literally birthed you? That birthed you, that, like, all of my friends are? Yeah. Um. I think there are, there are harder days and there are easier days, but I definitely miss my parents. I miss my best friends from college. Um. The ho- Christmas is really hard, usually. Yeah, Christmas is really but hard. But we're lucky enough that we get to go home for Christmas, usually. Except for this year, where I was... A, I woke up with a man with an elephant costume on Wait, the elephant An elephant costume? <laughs> Why do you know this story? The elephant costume? Andrew, I woke up and there was a man with an elephant costume in my bed on I, Christmas Day. I knew there was a man. I did not know there was an elephant costume. Yeah, he had an elephant costume on in my bed. Like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't sleep together because I said no. But like I woke up and it was Christmas morning and my mom was FaceTiming me because it was the first time that I'd ever been away. And there was just, like, a random man in an elephant costume, like, in my bed. And I was like, oh, my God, I guess I'll go make coffee. Like, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll de- go make coffee. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll deal with this day. Um, it was so hard. Like, it was, honestly, like, from this Christmas, like, honestly, like, since this November, like, to now has been so like the like the hardest time in my life um and I don't know if it's because I'm just like getting older but it like kind of reiterates the first like couple months where we were here um I don't even remember how this got how this got brought up but like the guy in the the guy in the elephant costume was just like a turning point and I was like ah Okay, we need to like we need to like do some different things here. Reevaluate our life choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing up, man. But um but no, I definitely get homesick. Like even now like in this quarantine, I was going to go home. Um I mean, I'm glad I didn't go home. So, my friend Bailey, one of my like best friends in this entire like me living in Oregon was like, Kristen, like, you know that every single one of your ex-boyfriends is in Ohio at the time, as of right now, including the ones that lived in different states and that don't live in different states now. And I said, oh my God, Bailey, you're so right. And she was like, if you go home, you are literally going to get pregnant by your ex-boyfriend. If you do not stay here, I swear to God. And I was like, oh my God. Who fucking says that? I was like, no, you're so right. (laughs) I have to stay here. I can't go home. Sorry, guys. I canceled all my trips. 
Oh I was like, holy God. fucking shit. That's, That's what a, I needed to hear. That is a scare tactic that I have never it's used. It's a scare tactic <laughs> and it's a <laughs> Bailey, I love you. No, You're right. At first I was like, what the fuck? Who says that? But now I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, that's a great, great technique. It's I, a good technique. I respect that so much. I needed to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yesterday, my friend, uh, my one of my best friends, Benny, told me that I he thought I had my shit together. And I just want to talk about the fact that I don't have my shit together as much as everybody thinks. And I want to talk about the fact that no one has their shit together. Yeah, nobody has their shit together. They might say they do. They're lying. They're fucking lying. They're lying. I want to just check the time of what we're at. I don't know if this... Is anybody listening to this podcast? We're at 30 minutes. 31. We have a half an hour. Let's talk about how people don't have their shit together like they thought they do. No, they don't. Which is fine. Don't don't have your shit together. That's great. Who needs that? Who needs perfection in their life? Nobody. No. There's, there's no fun in that. No. No. So, going off of that, going off of, you know, perfection and what your life thought, you know, what you thought your life would be like. Like, being here now, we're three years into Oregon. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Which is so weird to me. Like, now my life is literally just here. Mm -hmm. It's hard to remember, like, what my life was like, not in Oregon. Same. What so, did I, what did we do before? What did you, like, picture your life as? And is it similar to what you thought your life would be like now? As an Oregonian. You're an Oregonian. You, Andrea's gonna end up here. I am gonna end up here. I'm not. You are. Which I'm so excited about, because I love it here. You got the beach. You got the mountains. You got good-ass beer. That's literally all you need in life. It's That's fucking all cold. you need to have it's your cold. together is a good beer. That's no. No, she's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is my life how I thought it would end up? No. When I was an undergrad, I thought I would end up at Ohio State, find some schmuck that I hated my life with, and um, I'm so glad that that's actually not what happened. Um, I ended up in Oregon at a place that I love with a schmuck that I actually like a lot. I don't hate my life. She's the best boyfriend. He is the best. Shout out, shout out to him. Shout out I to the love guy. Blair. Shout out to Blair. <laughs> <laughs> he is so great and so happy. Like my my life has turned out so phenomenally phenomenous. That's the white collar talk. So much better. <laughs> so much better than I could have possibly imagined. And I'm I'm not even getting started yet. And that's just absolutely wild to me. And that's what happens. When you leave your hometown and when you leave that, when you leave your comfort zone, life begins outside of your comfort zone. If you're listening to this, you've heard that before and you know from where. It was from me. I said it. So what was the hardest part? The hardest part of living, moving here? Of leaving. Of leaving your comfort zone. Being, I think the hardest part is always being unsure of what the future holds. I think starting vet school and feeling like, oh my gosh. I don't know any of these people. All these people are weird. They suck. I don't like them. They don't know me. They're not like me. And then you realize, like, you don't have to be similar or like somebody to be their friend. Um, Did you feel inadequate? I think being in the field that I am, 
feeling inadequate is just, it's an everyday thing. You always feel inadequate. There are always, there's always someone that has the right answer before you do, or you have the wrong answer and then they have the right answer. So that's honestly something I've gotten way better at though, is not feeling inadequate and being like, you know what? Maybe I didn't get that answer right, but I still know what I'm doing. Like 85% of the time. It's weird to hear you say that because like thinking of you in my whole life and thinking of you now, I've never, I've never had this image of you where you weren't sure of yourself. Like I've always yeah. thought you were so confident in who you are mm-hmm. and I've looked up to that. Which, which I have been, but being in a field where vet school was super selective and I'm super lucky to have been selected as a part of that. And, you know, there are some people in my class who are just like top top of the game and it's really hard to not compare yourself to these people and their grades and their experiences but at the end of the day I have some assets that they don't have like something I really pride myself on is my communication skills with Mm -hmm. with people and working in vet clinics and and like a general practice clinic um, and you know getting to talk with you know people in the community and I can convey things to them in a way that they understand I don't have to like flex on them with like oh these are my super smart doctor words and I don't have to make them feel inadequate I just want to make them feel welcome and make them feel like they're getting the best care and there are definitely people in my class that are getting you know the straight A's that don't know how to talk to people they don't know how to communicate what they know and that's such a that's such an essential skill to have and I, I really pride myself on having that skill and unfortunately that's not something they test on you can't test someone on their you know how can you communicate mm-hmm. this super complex thing to mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't understand medical terminology how can other people relate to you like where yeah. can you meet at yeah to they, make sure there's not this. there's not a test for that in that school yeah. unfortunately um, so that's something that Blair and I both really are good at and really pride ourselves on. So we don't stress a lot about like, oh my gosh, I didn't get an A in this class because we know we know the material, even if we didn't test well on it. Mm-hmm. We know we know what we're doing. We've worked long enough in general practice and we have communicated with people and with other vets long enough that we know what we're doing. So I, I especially in Blair, know that he's gonna be an amazing vet. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good I'm gonna be okay. You're gonna be a really good I'm gonna be okay. You're gonna be a really good vet. There are definitely, you know, people in our class that were like would never take our pets too, which is really scary to say. But I will say that's not to scare you from taking your pets to your vet because those are probably good vets. The people that aren't good at communicating are usually the ones that go into research or other fields that aren't your everyday vet. Um, that aren't, like, prime at speaking and, like, reiterating the things that they, like, scientifically know to be true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years? It's a hard question. It's a hard question. I'll probably still be in Oregon, which is great. I love Oregon. That's where I would love to be. Hopefully in 10 years, I would be a part owner or at least an owner of a practice. A small animal practice. I could see that. I could yeah. totally see that. Which, owner, owning a practice is... And ownership is not something I thought I wanted to do until I worked for a really crappy vet mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who owned a practice. And I was like, holy shit, I'm a third year vet student and I could do this better than you can. Then I was like, huh, okay, yeah, I could totally do this. You're just, you're just like one of the smartest people I've ever met. And mm-hmm. I've always looked up to you. Like, 
there's literally nothing in this world that you can't accomplish. Like, I... No, I'm serious. Like, if anybody can do something, it's you. You. That really... That... Again. We were talking about... I'm gonna cry! (laughs) We were talking about love languages earlier and how one of mine is words of affirmation. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, dude, of course. Um... I don't know, being the, so, I don't know if you know this, but vets in general, among medical professionals, have the highest rate of suicide. I did. I think that a lot, actually. It's, it's terrifying. It's really scary. I think about it so often. We are underpaid, underappreciated. We do know as, know as much as your MDs, as your physicians. We are taught just as much, if not more, because we have to learn Multiple, multiple animals, multiple species, and a lot of what we learn is compared heavily to human medicine. So just just take that into consideration whenever you think your vet is overcharging you for something. Cause they're they're not. fucking not. They're Appreciate fucking your vets. God, our income to debt ratio is significantly lower. Than... It's abhorrent. It's it's astronomical. We do not make more than than doctors and we still have the same student debt so just keep that in mind a little little plug for my for my fellow i feel stressed i feel stressful (laughs) energy which i think goes to show you that we're here and we're in it because we love it not because we're looking to make a quick buck yeah no for sure yeah you you have a passion for animals that people don't usually have yeah yeah it's it's hard and and I don't know. It's it's hard, especially in this world, especially with like this virus going, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of misinform, mm-hmm. a lot of medical misinformation, and being in this position where like, obviously very well educated in the field of medicine, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of misinformation going around, and I've been getting super frustrated. It's been something that I have been dealing with a lot is how angry I get with all the misinformation and mm-hmm. stuff that spreads. Um, but, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. So I've learned to just kind of, if, as long as it's not harming them directly, just breathe in. Let it go. Let them do what they, let them, let them do what they're going to do. That I can get behind. Just breathe. Just breathe in and then exhale at the same count and then move on. Because um, the moment is only for a few seconds and then you have to move on and let it be something else and you have to kind of get behind what the next moment is for yeah. sure for sure yeah and there are some things you can't change no yeah. and yes. that's another part of growing up <laughs> <laughs> and that's on growing up period <laughs> tea yeah dude but thank you for your for your words because like you said words mm. of affirmation important we're learning about love languages today, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the love... La- I mean, I knew about the love languages, but I usually... I mean, I've only had what I consider to be, like, two exes, Eric and Devin. Same. I mean, not the same people, um, but, like, same only, like... Yeah, two like, two. Um, Eric, we don't have to talk about. Devin, I texted him earlier because we have a weird relationship. Um, quote unquote, um, (laughs) neither the healthiest, but both, you know, very much, um, an arena for learning, but I forget what I was saying. Love languages. Love languages. Oh, like neither of them really, 
I didn't know my love languages then, Mm -hmm. but as you grow, you start to learn these things about yourself, and then you find someone that fits that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, see, like, the, the, the part about growing up is, like, learning who you are, and then the things that ail you, and the things that, like, you carry from, from piece to piece to piece to piece about your life, and then that's what gets hard. You know, it's not the things that you go through, it's the things that you carry while you're going through it. Yeah. That was very well said. Thank you. Yeah. And, like I was telling you earlier, I think love, uh, learning your love language and what another person's love language is, is way more important than I ever gave credence to. For sure. For sure. Like, so, what what are they again? What are they? So, the love languages are what? Um, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, um, Gift quality giving. time, and mm-hmm. then there's one more. Quality time and acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah. And Andrea said that hers are acts of service and... Word, I, I do... Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are important to me, but I think... My number one is probably quality time. Like, when I feel like I'm not mm-hmm. spending... I, I can see someone every single day, but if I feel like it's not a time well spent, it's pretty much meaningless to me. Um, mm-hmm. Not meaningless, but, like, I really thrive on a good, deep conversation and, you know, learning a lot about someone and just spending... I mean, we don't know what a quality time is, that time that makes your heart feel full. That's something that I have found has been really important to me and my relationship. And I I didn't really know what love languages were until recently. And, like, I think learning yours and learning what your partners or your, you know, potential partners mm-hmm. are is super mm-hmm. important. I think you should look into it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, As I guess I hadn't really thought about much of it before earlier, but it's like once you hear them they're tr- they're triggered back they to are. you when you're like oh my yeah. god that is what i need yeah like that's what i need and i like, definitely know what my love languages aren't like i don't really need i don't need gifts at all you yeah. don't need to buy me stuff no. i don't i mean sure that's nice it's really thoughtful that you thought of me and you saw this and you're like yeah here here you go i appreciate that but what means more to me is you spending time with me or talking to me mm-hmm. that's great yeah and like something that me that runs deeper yeah and I think for me, it would probably be words of affirmation because I'm I'm constantly questioning. Now, that might not be, like, where I picture myself ending up, but for in the meantime, I've questioned who I am and what I am for so long that I do, I do need some, like, words of affirmation to, like, kind of reiterate these thoughts that I'm trying to revamping myself that I'm not just like this like horrible and you know like you know honestly like obese woman because that's like you are neither which I am neither but like those are the thoughts that like I find myself coming back on so it's like I reiterate those self I reiterate those terms to myself every single day but like I also could probably use someone who were like okay, like, I see that you're thinking that, and, like, no, and also, like, here is some, um, like, um, what are the, like, the acts, the acts, acts of service, acts of service, I think I could have a, 
a long distance partner because I, I appreciate my own time um, to be around literally nobody. Um, yeah. That's where I feel the most centered. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like the mix of the two I think would be like the best for me. So the gist of this being, if you don't know what your love language is... Fucking go read about it. Yeah, go read about them. Be like, so oh, many quizzes. Yeah, that, that relates to me for sure. I for sure need someone to buy me a Gucci purse every month. Wait, does Gucci mean purses? Yeah, they do. I don't know. They do? He does? I think so. She do? <laughs> he, she, they do? <laughs> What's Gucci? <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. I don't know. The only thing I know about Gucci is um, from Soldier Boy and the belts. <laughs> <laughs> I the moral um, is the moral is you don't need to buy me a purse every month. No, I don't even use a purse. No, you have the tiniest wallet. <laughs> I, do I don't use a purse, and you have a smaller area of of of. <laughs> <laughs> I have a small wallet. You have a small wallet. It's tiny. It's, it's so small. I have to pee so bad during this. <laughs> too many white claws. It's too many white claws. Um. Let's check the time. We're at um, 47 minutes, which means we have three minutes left in Kiki Bangs Season 2, Episode, like, 3 or 4. I can't remember. Is there anything else that we need to hit on? I don't think so. I think we talked about our friendship, moving here. We talked about love languages. We talked about love languages. White Claws being White the claws. that hold this country together during these trying times. What's the hardest thing you went through while you were here? Oh, um, being away from my family was a lot harder than I expected. As I'm, I'm, I'm very close with my family, but I've never been like so dependent on them that I felt like I couldn't live far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but being away from them has been really hard, especially when they they express to me that they miss me too. That like, that's mm-hmm. really hard when your mom says like I miss you, wish you were here. Like that's always mm-hmm. really hard. Um. So that's been a challenge, but I think, um, I don't know. It has also been really good for me knowing that, cause they come out and visit me. So knowing that I have a family mm-hmm. that, that, cause they also love that I'm here. Mm-hmm. They come visit me all yeah, the time. Family's so, so supportive. I know. Knowing that I have a family that's so supportive of no matter where I am, if it's 3000 miles away or three miles away, they're going to support me. And what I do has been really great. So, um, being away from my friends has been really hard. I feel mm-hmm. like they don't quite get what school has been like for me, like how challenging it has been because they're not really seeing it. So I feel like that's been kind of hard. Um, I feel left out a lot with a lot mm. of that they do. Like when they go hang out without me, I'm like, oh, mm. I can't just go hang out with them because I'm thousands of miles away. Mm, literally. So that's probably been the hardest part is being away from friends because my family definitely gets it. My friends maybe maybe don't quite it, get it quite as much. That's probably been hard. What about you? What's the hardest part? Um, being with myself. Being with myself. Like, um, obviously, like, something I've started to talk about a lot has been, um, my eating disorder that I didn't know I had. Which one do you have? Um, Andrea knew I had. (laughs) I didn't know I had until probably, like, last year. Um, the fact that no one's been here to visit me yet is really difficult for me. Um, cause I really like, I know I'm not alone in this, but it, a lot of times, like, I feel like 
to make steps in this world, I have to do them by myself. Um, and to fix myself, like, and to heal the things that have, that's, like, hurt me so bad. Um, where I continue to hurt myself is, um, fixing myself is, I have to do that all on my own. And I feel like I'm realizing that these steps I have to do by myself. Um, and learning how to, like, wake up every morning, um, and be just, like, okay with who I am, despite, like, the idea of who I think I am and who I think that I'm not is the hardest thing, because it's still, every day, it's a challenge. It's really hard, and I'm gonna, like, start bawling my eyeballs out if I don't literally start stop talking about it right now, because it's, like... I think you are... It's uncomfortable. Phenomenally stronger than you think you are. And I think that goes for a lot of people, but... I think you're going to be just fine. Even if you are by yourself, which you are not. I know. You are strong enough to hangle, handle anything by yourself. So you don't you. have to. So are you. Holy fucking shit. I'm going to start bawling my eyes out. This is not what I want. This is not what I wanted <laughs> for this. White claws. White claws. White claws are the shit. I have to... <laughs> Oh, we're at 51 minutes. All right. This is the end. This is the end of Kiki Bangs. This is the end. <laughs> for today, it's the end. For today, it's the end. Thank you for, for being here again. Of course. I am always here. I love you so much. I love you too. Um, next week, catch me again in quarantine week three. Um, I do not believe that I'll be back at my job as a bartender next week. Okay, low-key, I have to say I miss bartending. I didn't think I loved it, but I do. I'm a fucking good-ass bartender. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I miss it a lot. So, um, yeah, check back with us next week. And then, yeah, this is it. Peace out. Peace and love. I love you guys so much. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. All right. Stop.